this journey, this climb is taking us longer than we first thought, isn't it? We skip happily through the Sermon on the Mount, but rarely do we examine just what it's saying to us. Rarely do we discover the majesty wrapped within it. We're approaching the summit, the high point of Jesus' teaching to his disciples. Picture them then on the mountainside, rapt attention, as he once again overthrows all they've been taught. You've heard it said, but I say to you, and out come those earth-shattering words. Love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Be a son of your father. He makes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. For if you only love those who love you, what reward have you got? Don't even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brothers only, what do you more than others? Therefore, you shall be perfect, as your Father in heaven is perfect. Adding now the perfection of God's nature that makes his Son rise on both the evil and the good, the just and the unjust, and declaring to them they need to be exactly the same. It's thought-provoking stuff. We are to aim for perfection, not sinless perfection, maturity. This is what is being said, that you grow up in all things in Christ, not some things. That's what New Testament perfection means, maturity. And it isn't new. Have a look in Genesis 17.1. When Abraham was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be perfect. So here God's saying to Abraham, I want you to know me in such a way that you grow up into maturity in your faith. In other words, be perfect. Which blows a hole in the oft-heard teaching that we can't be perfect in this life. The perfecting, meaning maturing, of believers is the God-given task of leadership and we must not shrink from proclaiming the whole counsel of God. So here comes the coup de grace. Love your enemies. I find it hard enough to love my relatives, let alone my enemies. It's earth-shattering, life-changing stuff. But then Jesus is a life-changer. There's no way that he's going to leave you where you are. Change is here to stay and you better get used to it. He is not going to tickle your ears. He tells you like it is. Then shows you that he proposes change. And in that proposal... He promises he will be with you, both to will and to do. Where do you find that? Philippians 2, 12 and 13. Therefore, my beloved, as you've always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Here it comes. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do, for his good pleasure. We'll take a breather there, I think.